the agency on filter train rolls on with a stop in Dallas, Texas. Our hosts, Scott Baradell and the Idea Grove team. Scott is the founder and CEO of Idea Grove, a platinum HubSpot agency. And in this episode, Scott teaches us how he successfully made the transition from a PR agency to a full digital marketing agency. He explains why he moved from traditional PR to a full menu of digital services, how his processes and team structure changed to account for this transition, and why PR and digital marketing are a great fit for pairing together. Ready? Let's dive in. Well, hello, Scott. Thanks for joining us on Agency Unfiltered. Very excited uh, to be here in Dallas. First time in Dallas for you. We're excited to have you here. Uh, hopefully you won't uh, get into much trouble. Yeah, uh, hopefully so. So there's a, a pretty good craft beer scene I've heard and uh, barbecue and fried chicken. Uh, so that'll definitely be my plan. And Tex-Mex, you have to and do it. You just have to eat the whole time you're here. Uh, I think I can make that happen. Now we're going to be talking today about Idea Grove, your team, and how you were able to transition from you know maybe a traditional PR agency mm -hmm. into an agency that offers PR still, but also a, a full menu of digital services. Um, I think that's a, a really interesting transition, and we can certainly dig into it in a second. But maybe the best place to start would just be to give us context into Idea Grove as a PR agency and what that looked like pre-migration to, to full digital, if that makes sense. Well, um, Idea Grove, well, has, is 14 years old, but the first six years it was just me. And so uh, PR firm and content firm for B2B tech companies. So a lot of writing, a lot of producing white papers, eBooks, things like that from the beginning. And um, the uh, evolution came with hiring staff uh, beginning in 2011 and realizing that as we brought in folks who had been at larger PR firms and an uh, agency experience, because uh, I came from journalism and corporate side, I hadn't worked at an agency, so I was kind of learning from folks who had been doing it, that the traditional structures for PR agencies really didn't work for uh, as well for where things were going with PR and marketing. And so over time, we've tried a number of different structures um, that we've evolved to to try to really organize around what our clients need. So meeting clients where they're at, having a vision of the future and saying, well, kind of traditionally what we're offering in this PR landscape, it's not going to meet the future of where our clients need to go. Um, so uh, how did you see digital inbound, this new menu of services, how did you see that being a complementary piece? Well, for me, you know, I started my uh, agency when I had left my last corporate job which was a, at a media company uh, I started with a blog before I even had a client so I was blogging beginning of 2005 you know some time ago in early days and I realized that um, this was really all about audience building mm. and it came natural uh, I thought to uh, PR because PR has to, PR can't buy an ad and say, here, you're going to see an ad about our product. PR has to organically get a third party authority or endorser to agree that what you're talking about is interesting. And, then, and then hopefully they'll write about it or do a story on it. And that's fundamentally what inbound marketing is all about. Um, inbound marketing, uh, that whole inbound marketing revolution, which HubSpot 
was right at the forefront of was always about stop talking about yourself and start talking about things that are of interest that will draw people in and hopefully bring them back to you as an authority. Well, authority building is what PR has always been about through the tool principally of getting the endorsement and the authority that comes with getting media coverage. So um, there are a lot of similarities in that respect. And so as we started organizing as an agency and the first synergies we really started to realize were around the kinds of content, the kinds of ideation that we did in PR, if you took them to that thought leadership level, uh, worked just as well for say gated content uh, social currency as they did for something that you might pitch to a reporter. We do it all the time. This is something we've been doing for years. Uh, we, we're doing it all the time today. A great example is a survey. A client in the indoor cellular coverage space, making sure tall buildings have coverage so you have signal indoors. Instead of just talking about their company and their product, doing a survey of office workers where you survey about them their common frustrations with having to go by the window or having to go outside to make a phone call, things like that. That kind of survey and understanding how millennials' expectations of cellular coverage in an office might be different from older workers, all those kinds of slicing and dicing of a survey, that is great media uh, fodder. Uh, a survey like that, which we did, uh, got coverage across all kinds of vertical trades in mainstream business press and was turned into two different uh, assets that were gated, uh, that were used in the nurturing of clients. So <clears throat> from my standpoint, I've always said from the beginning, uh, all these different functions that we do, that's one thing, and there's a lot of people do th these things. What's really rare is good ideas. They don't come along every day. Good ideas about that you have a unique take on your industry. You have something unique to contribute to the conversation in your space. So when you have one of those, make the most of it. It's like uh, using every part of the whale, you know. Uh, it's, 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 that's what you have to do. And an integrated agency is best positioned to do that. I love that. Um, it's almost like a marriage of, the, the mindset is the same on both sides, right? And, I, and so I think that embracing that change or that shift uh, is one thing, but I would say that actually putting it into practice at your agency is a whole other thing. So right. by adopting that mindset, by making that shift, by being an integrated agency, um, how did you approach the way, or maybe change, how did you approach the way you built your team, you restructured your team from account management to hierarchies? Um, what did that shift look like internally? Well, it, it hasn't been easy to be honest, and it's been in phases. We've fortunately, you know, consistently grown. But I've also felt like we've reached growth plateaus because our, even though our ideas are always good and I think our work was always strong, our organization was behind where we needed to be in terms of being as frictionless and scalable as mm. possible. So as an example, when I first started hiring folks back in 2011, uh, when, when, you, when we, were, we were 20, around 25 people now, when we were around eight to 10, we had folks that were PR, content and digital. And digital at that time would be a couple folks that did web design uh, and uh, little SEO, things like that. But not digital as we see it today. Yeah, pretty, pretty light on that side, but something that could complement a core offering that was really kind of built around content being the way to 
uh, you know, turn those ideas into reality that could be kind of used across the board. Um, we ultimately, uh, four plus years ago, became a HubSpot partner. That helped us to get a, a more form around how we were doing approaching digital. But what's happened is, um, what's digital and what's PR, those lines continue to blur and blur to where they become meaningless. Mm. Um, most, uh, what used to be called in uh, SEO, at least in terms of the inbound link uh, portion of SEO, the best way to do that is through what's always been PR, getting a guest post or an article published or, um, or, or getting someone to write about you. Um, things like um, getting a, a review uh, on a review site. Um, in our space in B2B tech, uh, a Captera or the other Gartner digital market sites, uh, G2 Crowd. Um, that goes as far today in terms of doing what PR should do for a client as a media, as, uh, as an, an article in trade publication might get. So what's digital, what's PR? Because Captera initially in its early days was all about lead generation for SaaS businesses. And so now, is it lead generation? Is it PR? You know, where does the line for one stop and, 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 and start? So uh, when you look at it that way, um, it really means that organizing the way we used to, uh, PR, content, digital, what is, you, you, it's, it, the, 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 the terms become meaningless. So what we've evolved to that is that we feel really uh, excited about in terms of the scalability of it is um, evolving to a structure where we've got an account management group and a product group. So our former VP of digital, uh, Nate Benford, uh, who's been our executive uh, run running the HubSpot relationship, among other things, is now VP of product. Mm -hmm. We've taken media relations, which used to be the work used to be performed by uh, the account management team, because how PR firms have traditionally been structured is that they were a hierarchy of generalists. You were the account manager mm. and you did the PR work. If you're account coordinator, account manager, account director, and so forth, you still did the same things, you just got better at it and, did, mm. and took more, had more responsibility. Very different from how a, say, a creative firm would be structured. The account people would never try to be the designers, right? So we realized that having, trying to be uh, neither fish nor fowl, ultimately inhibited our scalability. So what we've done is we've now brought on uh, a, a, a senior level person who is a media relations strategist working across accounts in the same way that uh, our uh, designers do web design or, or other kinds of design across accounts. And you allow that, that frees up the account people to not be first thinking about PR and not have a difficulty really taking an integrated approach to how they service clients mm. uh, because there was always going to be an inherent bias when our account people were also the doers of the PR work. And <clears throat> it was kind of a more difficult transition than you might think because you know 90 plus percent of PR firms in this country organize as that uh, hierarchy of generalists, meaning the candidates mm -hmm. are expecting to come into a job where they're going to do media relations work and account management, uh, and you're telling them, no, we actually separate those mm -hmm. here. 
you're starting to see some agencies, uh, Golan, one of the big PR agencies who we just brought someone over from, and others that have done that. But I think it's a reason why, uh, despite the fact that logically it made all the sense in the world for PR and inbound marketing to have a marriage, mm -hmm. the logistical and operational issues based on how PR agencies had been traditionally structured have made that difficult. That's why to this day, I just remember a couple years ago, uh, one of the folks at, uh, on Partner Day at HubSpot had told me, um, wow, you're a PR firm? That's kind of a unicorn for us in terms of agency partners for HubSpot um, because there was always an expectation, gosh, it seems like a natural, why isn't it happening? Mm. So I think it's starting to happen more. You're seeing more and more um, PR agencies starting to realize the synergies and to find ways to take advantage of them. But, um, you know, I, 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 well, that and uh, I make the joke that uh, PR people don't do math. <laughs> and so when you get into the field of digital and you're doing dealing with a lot of analytics, I think yeah. there's certain certain uh, subsection of PR people who are kind of scared away by that. But if you're kind of on the geeky side of things, if you like technology, um, in terms of the storytelling piece, and uh, seeking that third-party validation piece, mm. there's a lot of synergies. Uh, I mean, I absolutely love that. I think it, you mentioned that. It sounds like the, the driving force behind that restructure was it was hard to tell from the blurring lines of when would PR start and end and where would something like digital start and end. So rather than having two distinct kind of account manager groups that would do both the account management and the ownership, oh, we actually now have account managers in product PR, media relations being one of the products uh, that group comes in on? Is that a, a safe that's, way to kinda... That's exactly right. So for example, we do manage, uh, uh, we start a lot of PR engagements now, mm. starting, uh, it used to be a traditional agency would start a PR engagement by building your media list. Who, what are the media we're going to send press releases to mm -hmm. and pitch stories to? We start with um, an NPS survey of your customers uh, because that's who today has more credibility. Um, that's why Gartner bought Captera. It's because Captera views have as much or more credibility than the opinion of some Gartner analyst today. Yeah. It's the it's the person who's closer to you is who all the data shows people are trusting today. Like word of mouth, social proof and referrals, yeah. Exactly. And so that's an that that's an example of um, how um, if 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 you're if you're fundamentally kind of flipping what you expect of a PR people PR practitioner, are you really going to take your whole staff and try to train them to know everything they need to know to make the most of uh, a reputation management play across multiple review sites, or are you going to have one person who's your internal subject matter expert who you can turn to to execute on that? Mm -hmm. And so you start to realize that. <coughs> as part of what we would call PR, or I call authority building, because we build it in a more varied uh, array of ways today. Um, media relations is critically important, but it's not the be all and end all that it used to be. There are other pieces that for to have a, a good PR program for a client, you have to be able to do. And it's always changing. So, when PR wasn't, you know, PR is changing, you know, probably at 100 times the speed that it was 10 years ago. Mm. You can't keep trying to train a generalist to keep adding more and more and more and more 
knowledge. Their, you know, their brains explode. It won't, it won't work. And so once you've done that, then you say, well, gosh, I got 10 people over here who all know a lot about media relations. I don't want to lose that knowledge, but I have to take away some of that work so they won't be so focused on that one tool in the toolbox. Because for some clients and what they need, it's going to be by far the most important tool to them. For others, we may determine, you know what? You're thinking you want media coverage, but based on what you've described your business goals as being, have you thought about one of these three or four other tactics for mm -hmm. achieving those goals? It gives us a much better ability to help our clients strategically to match what we can do to what they need. And as our account teams are freed up to kind of approach all of these uh, different uh, things that we can do for our clients in a neutral way. Always knowing there'll be things they're better at or, than others, but having the, the mind space to be able to, we're sending four of our PR folks who have been PR trained to HubSpot's um, account management boot camp yeah. in June. We did it last year. We do a lot, we, we've set up account management training uh, program here um, and what's really exciting is that compared to a few years ago when sometimes people are like hey man I just want to do PR everyone on our team at least is excited about it they really want to learn this they realize that the future is uh, requires us to become more nimble to be in a position where we're constantly learning and and not uh, not settling for, you know, sticking to what you learned at your last job or learned in college or what you thought it was going to be. Um, it's great. It's so important to have a group of people who embrace the idea of continuous learning. Well, my next question would be: so we've talked about the approach from an internal perspective, but what does it look like on the other side of that coin with your clients? Right? Uh, do you now cross-sell your legacy PR customers into digital, or do you look to expand your services in that direction? Is this a whole new market of customers that you're now going after? So with that transition to that integrated firm, uh, what does the, the client base look like in, in the way you go to market? Yeah, it really depends. You know, our clients are mostly mid-market. We've got some really big companies that we, we work with. Um, most of our clients are mid-market, and we're typically their only agency. Hmm. And so maybe they have a budget of ten, twelve, fifteen thousand dollars a month. Okay. Um, and in many cases, it would be very difficult for them to dramatically increase that budget. So what typically happens is we reprioritize. And so for a client that is saying, "Gosh, I need to know, figure out how to get the most for my investment," mm -hmm. we we have more options for helping to ensure we provide that. We do have a lot of clients that we upsell on uh, a project basis. Mm. Um, that makes, uh, it's, um, it makes a client feel more comfortable that they haven't just kind of doubled their you know, retainer commitment to feel like they have more control over it. They can try out things like someone who's been using us for, um, for PR and wants us to start helping them with manage their HubSpot or to start doing video content for them or other things. So we generally start with a base in that ten dollars to $15,000 a month range and what we do from there is on a project basis. We've had a couple clients that have just taken it from ten to twenty-five dollars or, or things like that. Mm -hmm. But I think in, in, based on the size clients we work with, 
that's a little scary for some of them. <laughs> so if you can bite it off a kind of a, a chunk at a time with a defined project where they know what they're going to get, they feel more comfortable doing that way. And do you find, or is there a, a success rate that you track or anything from folks that start with that initial project into, you know, do they end up rolling that into to their retainer full time or, or kind of how do you see that initial uh, additional project uh, play out in the long term? In some cases, we, we've seen it happen both ways. It, you, know, uh, you know, at a certain point, um, a client might just be, uh, you know, I've signed enough change orders here or enough, enough uh, project contracts. Why don't we just go, since, we're, since we've been doing this, you know, every quarter for a year, why don't we just build it into the next retainer contract? Final question for you. Uh, definitely didn't prep this one. Tend to ask uh, a lot of folks that I have on, but I'd be interested to get your perspective on it. What would you say is the weirdest part of agency life? The weirdest part of agency life. All right. Hmm. Premium bean bags. <laughs> we have premium bean bags. Our <laughs> our bean bags are not made of plastic and did not have actual beans in them. We uh, no, I, I'd say one of the maybe not weirdest, but uh, most unique parts mm. of family of agency life. It is a family. Uh, if you're, I think. I've gone back and forth over the years of whether, okay, is this a business or is it a family or, you know, because I sometimes push in the direction of, hey, you're being too easy on people or, and then, but you get too business-like and it doesn't feel right mm -hmm. and gosh, why don't you just go work for a corporation because they, they, they pay more than agencies pay. You've got to be able to provide uh, an experience and an atmosphere that feels different because, and, and all fundamentally what makes it feel different or has to is that you're getting a chance to be more you by being more creative, by interacting with people in a real way, by using our premium bean bags, <laughs> you know, things like that. We've got, we, hang, we got, you know, we got a sectional, what do you want? I've never worked at a place with a sectional before, so <laughs> we, need, we needed to have one. Uh, well, I appreciate you taking the time. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on for a very loungy, uh, sectional-based uh, episode of Agency Unfiltered. But Scott, thanks so much. Um, and that's it, that's uh, for today's episode. Thank you. If you like what you watched, make sure to subscribe to our Agency Unfiltered newsletter, which will remind you when the next episode drops, as well as send you a ton of other helpful, strategically curated agency content. You could also subscribe to our channel on YouTube or podcast on SoundCloud. And if you want to keep the conversation going, tweet me at Kevin underscore Dunn. Remember, keep it unfiltered, stay weird. I'm Kevin Dunn, and I'll see you next time.